Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Back at it, the hip hop advocate show with John Figs. Bella Music. Chuka Chuka. And the rock. Uh, <laughs> he's inspired from last week, baby. You getting back to it? Yo, uh, not yet, but, you know, mentally I'm there. <laughs> all right, all right. Yo, well, our next guest for tonight might help you out with that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Helping our artists reach that next level. Not yeah. just artists, yeah. record labels, entrepreneurs. Yo, his brother, man, listen, he got the in and outs. I got my notes ready, you know, I'm taking notes. Yo, he's, a, do he's, too. A, he's a sea of knowledge. A sea of knowledge, no doubt, no it, doubt. It goes deep. <laughs> Ooh, that's a ball right yeah, there. Word. If you want to know the game, you got to follow this man. Because it's more, it's more than just, you know what I'm saying, writing down lyrics, recording, and thinking you're going viral. Yo, there's levels to this, yep. you know what I'm saying? And this man, he got he got all the... All the insides, you know what I mean? All the inside trades, you know what I mean? You gotta bet on this man. Yo, we got Matei. What's up? What up, brother? You yeah. yeah, appreciate you guys having me. What's up, What's John? up, bro? Yeah, man. Yo. Pleasures all hours, man. For real. Haven't seen you in a minute, man. That's well, the first time we met was at um Baby Boy Slime. Baby Boy Slime. Urban yeah. Plaza. Urban Plaza, yeah. That's right, yep. You was behind was the scenes. It looked like you were orchestrating a lot of things, man. Well, I, nah, I, I was helping out my man JC, who's uh, you know, part of Baby Boy Slime's team. I get, I'm part of the team as well, but nice. yeah, you know, I, I came down. He got me in the door, and so I was helping out, supporting, yeah. Yeah, support, supporting. moral support. That's Big right. up to JC, yeah, man. That's fire, color man. works, and off the mental. Shout out to off the mental, oh, yeah. Color for real, works, for that's real. right there. Yo, but let's that's my team. Yeah, man, the team. Um, I know you talk about marketing. That's yep. important. That's a big, big thing that a lot of artists still haven't really tapped into, you know, mm -hmm. up-and-coming artists. Yeah. They think, you know, social media, that's it. That's that's all it is. That's the, the ceiling. And it's not like that. It's, it's deeper, right? Yes. My man says it's a sea of... Uh, of knowledge. <laughs> this is going to be a learning episode. Remember how we had Arts? He told us about NFTs. Mm -hmm. This is going to be different right Should here. Should we start The More You Know? Oh, the star? <laughs> the star? We're going to have to edit that shit in. <laughs> uh, when we were here before, uh, off camera, uh -huh. I was I was dying to ask you questions, but I wanted it to be in front of the camera so everybody else could benefit from it. Let's do it. Um, we, we follow you on Instagram, and of course, like you said, we met you a few times. And um, just the stuff that you talk about, I'm just thinking to myself, like, how does you know that, you know? How do you know to go down that route? How do you know... To, to go with this campaign and not that, and go to Apple and not Spotify. Right. Um, but just for the people who don't know, just how, talk, well, talk about yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, get deep, like how you got into the whole music industry. So I would say uh, music has been a passion since I moved to United States. I came here when I was like 11, 12. 
you know, foreign kid didn't speak English, fell in love with hip hop. As soon as I came here, didn't even understand it yet, but I, you know, was already listening to music. Head, right? yep. <laughs> um, and just became real, like, infatuated or passionate with the whole scene. And I think what drew me to it was uh, the hustle mentality that compared to other genres, I felt like the hip hop artists were trying to take things in their own hands. They were having their own labels, doing bigger things. And I saw that it was a business behind, right? So mm. I didn't get into it immediately. It was, you know, I went to school for mechanical engineering um, after high school, uh, started a few companies, got into real estate, energy efficiency was a, a business industry that I did really well in. Me and my business partners, we grew a company from zero to 60 employees in Maryland uh, that wow. you know gave us a good amount of success and learning in business. So then, you know, probably in my late 20s, when the money was good and I had more time, I was like, let me get back into music. So I got in it as a producer out of passion, you know, mix and master. I was always good with technology, things like that. And then um, as I, you know, had some money that I was willing to invest into figuring out what, you know, it means to be in the music industry, found some talented people locally in Maryland, invested some money behind it. But basically the way I learned a lot of what I'm talking about these days is I learned a lot of what not to do. Mm. I spend a good 30, 40 grand learning what not to do. Wow. Meaning that I got <laughs> scandal on the way, yeah. on the wrong services and all that. And because I knew business, luckily, because of the other industries, and also still own a software development company where we do e-commerce for big brands like Victoria's Secret, Goodyear, the tire company, we do their back-end development. So wow. as I knew the business, I knew, you know, you would think, well, didn't you know immediately after the first five, ten grand? I was starting to understand, like, I didn't realize how bad we we're going to get scammed, like, in, in, in the music industry with, like, the fake streams and all that, Ooh. you know, and the fake bots, What do they call the them? Um, stream, like stream farms and shit, right? Yeah, like, on YouTube, fake yeah. views, on SoundCloud. I mean, back when I really got hit for a lot of this money, it was, like, 2015, 2016. So, like, Spotify was out there and all that, but it wasn't as, like... Um, scammy out there for yeah. spotify for soundcloud example, was more more yes. prevalent yeah exactly so soundcloud was where it was at so through all that learning um in 2016 2017 uh we actually had to shut down the energy efficiency company because it was we, we grew it thanks to a lot of funding from the government during obama's administration a lot of money came down to maryland to try to um like spur the energy efficiency industry they try to uh, do what California is doing with it, right? So anyways, long story short, after that, uh, we had to sell the company and shut it down. I was like, all right, I'm going to continue to be an entrepreneur. I'm not going to go get a full-time job or work for a company. So I stuck with the software development, mm. built a company that, and I was like, let me get into the music industry full-time for once. Mm. That was like 2017, 2018. And um, since the beginning when I got a studio and like got into the music production, you know, I had a studio in Maryland, a bunch of others coming through. And what I was seeing is that 99% of them had no idea what the business actually was. They just thought, let me make a dope track, put it on SoundCloud, YouTube, whatever. And it's going to go viral. <laughs> yeah, you know? hopes, yeah, hopes. Lottery um, is kind of playing the lottery with that. Exactly. So that, that wasn't the case. So from the beginning, I wanted to create a, uh, like a music business incubator accelerator because when we were young, coming up in Maryland as entrepreneurs trying to get help on figuring out how to run a business, there was a lot of like business incubators and like the local chamber of commerce like would support local businesses, SBA loans, things like that, almost for any industry. But when I try to see if there was something like that for the music industry, crickets, like it didn't exist. Wow. So that was the first idea. But anyways, that all led to, you know, me having the NDRs accelerator and then actually working with artists the right way once I had time to focus on it, run the campaigns the correct way. Because I knew how to market 
for the industry that I had success in, the energy efficiency, how to sell energy audits and commercial energy audits and things like that. And I'm like, music is a product. We just mm -hmm. got to find real human beings that would like the music. Let's test out if they like it. Yeah. But all this knowledge came from that. So it was a lot of getting burned. Wow. Well, that's how people look at it. But I'm like, you know, that was my college education. That was college music. learning. Yeah. That's, right. that's how you learn, though. Yep. For yeah. Sure. Wow. Oh, yo, before you uh, continue, so you say you came here from where? Slovakia, Eastern Europe. Wow. Look at the hat. I see, I see the flag. Nice. <laughs> Repping. Repping. Right. Wow, man. Yeah. And you know what? Like you said, uh, you made a, you made some mistakes, some costly mistakes. I'm pretty sure you'll never make those again because the, the best lessons are learned the hardest ways, you know? Absolutely. One of my favorite lines from, I don't know which entrepreneur said this, but they were like the fastest path to success is to fail as fast and as often as possible. It's true. Mm -hmm. And many people are like, the fuck, like, why would you want to fail yeah. as much as possible? But if you shift your mindset, it's like the fail is a lesson. So if you make, if you learn many lessons very quickly, mm -hmm. like you're saying, hopefully you don't make those same mistakes again. You learn from that. You keep iterating and just keep you know, improving, getting better, growing, 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 and you know, hopefully that doesn't stop. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people that get discouraged by yeah. you know failures and they just give up. Yep. You know, hey, hope yeah. did that, so hopefully you won't go through that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, word. Wow. Yo, E, like you, bro, you, you was doing the DJ thing, and then you got turned off. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got discouraged because I was like, damn, this shit is hard. But you know what? But, you know, with Kadika was here, I got inspired yeah. again, man. So, and now he can't see nothing around. He wants to scratch everything. Yeah, man. <laughs> You know, crazy. That thing Pause. was collector. Something crazy. <laughs> but um, yeah, the scamming, you know that, and that's a big thing now because you know we speak about that a lot. The smoke and mirrors effect. Oh yeah. Yes. You know, yes. my man. You know, he loves that term because he it sees on? it all day. You know. Remember we were talking about how some back in the day it was like you know men lie, women lie, but numbers don't lie. <laughs> that shit is out nowadays. Numbers, numbers, lie. numbers, yeah, numbers definitely lie. lie. You know? Shit. What, do you, what do you think about that? All those forgetting gums. I def definitely went through an evolution, right? Like when I was getting into the business, one I guess advantage I had is that when I got into certain rooms, initially, at least they let me in because they respected me as an entrepreneur in another industry. So I would, I started to learn like really the behind the scenes stuff. And a lot of I guess older executives that came up in the game, they're like the perception you gotta make it look like you're popping, da 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 da. Mm. But that was a that meant something different in the 90s and 2000. And I feel like what it evolved to is like people thinking, well, you know, a lot of executives will say, we well, got to you get your numbers up. They never said by any means make the numbers fake and then we'll sign you. They just meant like get your fans up, real right. fans, right? And I'm not saying that some of the perception doesn't work for some labels. They got to figure it out, right? Like they'll build the perception because they already know they're working with a talented artist because they tested the songs in the marketplace, but they also have another million dollars to go right behind that perception to actually fill it with, with reality. Right. But it doesn't work for on the independent budget for independent artists. And not every, you know, a lot of artists don't do it, especially in other genres. So I would never recommend it because to me, the way I look at it is that I like to compare being an artist to like being a passionate chef. Let's say you're really dope at cooking. You're always the person that like makes the fucking barbecue, like always making dope food. But Okay, so you're good at that, but how would you turn that into a restaurant? Or how would you get five food trucks out on the road? And what if you have an Instagram account and you're getting fake followers? 
they're not buying your hot yeah, dogs and your hamburgers. Yeah. They ain't eating it. Right. Same way the same way with the music. They ain't gonna listen yeah. those bots ain't listening to the music. Exactly. So and the thing is is that now <laughs> that, that I get to work with labels and bigger artists and all that, um, I still haven't really like the the streaming pays, but I still haven't seen it be more than like 20, 25% of like the overall revenue. Mm-hmm. It's getting better and better because there's like thousands of ways you can make money off of, you know, uh, digital, like uh, owning your own rights to the music. TikTok yeah. is paying, hopefully it's going to pay better. Facebook just announced they're going to start sharing ad revenue on your music videos. They're like when people put ads on it. So it's getting better and better, oh. but it's still a smaller portion of the overall revenue. The artists, A-list artists that are really making a lot of money, it's from touring, merch yeah. endorsement deals sponsorships so the question becomes then how do you get to all those other revenue streams the only way you could do that is if you have real human beings willing to spend that money on the show on merch or you got real people following you and liking you so when you go to another company like adidas doesn't say you should put your sneakers on me why because i actually have two million real kids following me and if i got the sneakers on they're probably going to go to your stores and buy your product. Mm-hmm. And these, these big companies can, expo- like, not that they would expose the artists, but they'll know real quickly if you really have 2 million real fans or followers or if your shit's all, you know, yeah. fake. Yeah. Or not just fake. The other, I'm, I'm not going to call it a scam, but it's, it's like a low-key scam where some marketers will um, advertise the artist's music the right way, but they turn on the worldwide, like, setting for location and what the, algor- the advertising algor- algorithms do, they'll go to, like, India, Bangladesh, Oh, and yeah, Nepal a lot of Mohammeds. To get all the, you know... You see a lot of Mohammeds on there. So, yeah. and, again, like, for a, a rapper that's in the U.S., are they really going to come here and buy your merch? Are they going to come here and listen to music? So I'm not saying they're not real people over there, but I got business partners in India. I go to that culture, and it's huge in music, but it's Bollywood-type music, you know, surrounded around movies and things like that, so it's different, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And... It's like the food truck. Like, I understand music can be consumed worldwide, and, and, and it is, and it's going to be, and it's going to get better and better. But it's like start locally because you can't get to the merch sales and the shows than anything else if you can't draw a local crowd. There's just no way around it, you know? So that's how I like to compare it to another business, to an artist so they can visualize to be like, damn, okay, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. At least let me start that way. You know, so I'm not saying don't advertise to other countries with your music, but be realistic about those people in other countries how early are they going to buy your merch? Are they going to come see you perform and all of that? Are they going to take a flight? Right. Are you going to pay two? Book a hotel right now, fucking everything double in price twice. They're going to pay two grand yeah, to get inflation, a, yeah. you know, Europe or Africa if you're like a dance hall, that, whatever. That's where you know, touring comes into play, right? right? That's touring coming to play is actually you now going and going to these places, going to these people yep. that you're trying to reach. That's what the biggest thing is getting your face out there, your name out there, like, yeah, you know, face to face. So I, I had a quick question. Let's say I wanted to make it like a, an example. Let's say for the young artists out there who's trying to come up, they just got this hot song. They just recorded this hot song. How does he go about putting it out there and trying to get some traction? What do you recommend? First of all, how do you know it's hot? Maybe because like his friends, you know, his network, his people around him. Everybody, like, yeah, all the, all the dick riders right. around him say yeah. it's hot. So, yes, man. It could get tricky, right? And this is what I tell artists, like... Let's say 50 people told you it was hot, okay? If that includes, like, you know, your family members, cousins, grandma, mom, and all that, these people love you. They don't want you, like, your shit's whack, right? So that, that's one part. Your friends may be like, your shit's whack, but maybe they're still going to support you. So 50 people is just not enough. So the way I would determine if it's hot, okay, you think you got uh, a hot track? You don't got to look like a million dollars and, like, you made it. 
make a music video in a studio like this. Mm-hmm. You know, put your master file over it. Act like you're Bob, you know, jamming to your own shit. Put it out as an ad and advertise it for a couple hundred to a thousand dollars. Let's say in just target New York City, target people that like similar artists that you think you sound like. You'll get the real comments and feedback and do people save your stuff, share it and all that. So, uh, you know, the way we do it is we're looking at these parameters and I can tell off the data of what a hit looks like because we've marketed hits. Like we market some with Rick Ross, with Future and, you know, Boozy Badass on Features with some of the clowns that we work with. So once you know what's hot, then make a plan and a strategy. What would that like? What would that be? Where would you go with it first? Um, so definitely get in front of the consumers. Digital marketing is not the only name in town when it comes to advertising. Like if you're in New York City, 10, 15 million people in what, like a 20 mile radius, right? right. And how many of them, like let's say you're a rapper, how many of them like hip hop? Probably 40, 50% easy, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, you know, you start with like, actually I brought this on, on purpose because this is, this is one of the strategies we use. So I had, like why do you got dime baggies with you? So when I had my real estate company <laughs> in Baltimore, we used to try to sell like boarded up homes to rehabbers to improve the community and all that. So what we would do is we would put a little piece of rock on here and from the vehicle, like they used to throw newspapers, we'll put a car to say we buy houses and we'll just throw it on porches, right? So when that when we stopped doing that, I had like 5,000 of these like in the drawer, just these baggies, right? So when I was working with one artist is we printed out, this is the artist's business card, his QR codes, and he's on the front. So let me, let me, there's a dollar bill and then this is the artist, all the social media. And what we did is I put a, I went to the bank, took out a thousand dollars in ones. Well, I had to change that shit because the bank didn't give you one. So we put, we stuffed a dollar bill into each baggie with the card, and we hit the mall, and went around the mall and talked to our target audience. So my artist was like a Drake, you know, Bryson Tiller type artist. So we went up to young girls. I was with my fiance, to, so I didn't look like a fucking creep, you know. But I, <laughs> so the way I would approach Damn. these uh, these youngins was like, look. I'm a local label owner. My artist is somewhere around here, you know, with his Bluetooth speaker. Like, we just put out a song. Trust me, you're going to like it. Support us. And matter of fact, we just put out a single. I'll pay you a dollar if you buy it on iTunes or Google, uh, you know, Play, whatever. Mm, so wow. what I ended up finding, we got like, you know, a couple hundred sales that, that weekend we did it. What I turned out, of, what I found out is that the youngins don't really pay a dollar for iTunes no more. They all stream it. So I was like, all right, fine, look. So I'm going to give you the dollar, but I want you to scan this QR code. Go to my artist Spotify page, follow them, play the track, like it, and we're good. You know, it was like a conversation. So, you know, some people are like, yo, nah, I'm, I'm good. Fuck you. You know, m- many people, when I approach them that way, I mean, my artist is walking around, like, you know, he's a, every girl loves him. He's got, like, almost a shirt off, the Bluetooth speaker. Like, oh, you sing? So it worked really well for him. But anyways, that weekend, we got, I think, like, 132 sales uh, for, for a dollar. But we got a bunch of likes and followers on Spotify and Apple Music and I think a few Amazons because some people had Amazon Music at the time. Um, And it triggered the algorithms and we actually got thousands of streams out of it. So the reason I'm saying that is because, you know, we also did digital marketing at the same time. So it's not just digital. If you do that plus this and then perhaps you like if you're New York City, you network, you go to showcases where you can actually make connections with like. One of the heavy hitter DJs, like DJ Taj, you know what I'm saying, from High 97 or East Styles or my man DJ Enough, mm-hmm. things like that. You network, maybe you say, look, we're, we're trying to create a little bit of buzz. So you do all those three, I call those the, the, I call those the three pillars of marketing. Ooh. The physical, the digital, and the networking. If you do that behind each single, yeah, you're going to need a budget to spend a little bit, but we're not talking twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 just yet. 
you can, you know, do digital marketing for a couple, you know, maybe fifteen hundred, two thousand, if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get these printed for what? You can go to Staples, get a thousand of these cars, probably for like two hundred dollars. Yeah. You just need the, you know, you have the streets with your boys, like get interns, whatever. So it's multiples of those things, you know what I'm saying? But I recommend starting local because if you can build a local buzz, then maybe six months later when you did three songs like that, you can actually get 100, 200 of your own fans in a venue. Yeah. Then maybe you sell 30 t-shirts. And then you start small, you're still probably losing money from a standpoint you're investing into everything. So I don't want to, I'll take that back. You're not losing money, you're investing the money. So you're not making profit yet, but you're building your little machine. Okay. And if you can prove that model and people actually fuck with your music and you actually build some merch, you just stick it out, keep that going. If you got somebody, either the artist or your manager knows the business side, maybe later you can convince the com- you know investor. But it, you, any, anytime you approach an investor, right, like if you came to me and said, look, we're not big yet, but last year we did, you know, 3,000 in sales on merch. We did about 15 shows. We averaged like 100 people per show. We got, you know, in the tens of thousands of streams, real people, Spotify, but music and all of that, you know, we want to get to the next level. I guarantee you labels potentially will be all over that as well. That will convince me as an investor to be like, okay, you got, if I invest in you, that means you already build a little something. We're going to just 10x that, you know what I'm saying? But if a artist these days comes with even 100,000 monthly listeners and all of that, fake streams on Spotify, but they you got nothing on Apple Music, nothing on Amazon, and they're like, yeah, I got some numbers, you know, much is streamed, they're going to be like... The label owners now Stands know yeah, they can how see to that figure right the shit out. Shit. Maybe in 2015, 16, when the shit was early, that's the thing about the music industry. It evolves so fast that even the labels get gotten. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And some artists can benefit early it's, days. It's, but it's, it's lit in there. Right. But, you know, that always passes. Like, that period passes. So my thing is just doing the real way. Digital, physical networking, get in front of real people to make sure your music works. You Wait, right. Let's say, let's say on that thought right there. You've been dropping a lot of gems, too many gems. I wanted to ask my two co-hosts here, see if they're listening. Yo, what are the three pillars of marketing? He yeah. said it a little while ago, man. Follow the Son, Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, That's what you're you going to need <laughs> in this can, industry, baby. <laughs> can you say the three pillars yeah. of marketing again? Digital marketing, Digital marketing. physical marketing, networking. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Connections are important. In the music game, Big absolutely. Time. That's one of those industries where connections really are important. You're speaking like a true professional, right there. You yeah, know. digital marketing. But um, so let's say, all right, you're getting that buzz. You're doing that now. It's a the era now is more digital, right? It's a radio. Some does a little. It does have a little plate in it, but not as much as before. But to get on the radio, I mean, people are like, yo, I want to get on the radio. To get on the radio. How's that process? Multiple different ways, right? And like, so we got FM radio, then we got Sirius XM, which is huge, right? Nationwide, and then we got a bunch of digital radio, which a lot of that is BS, unfortunately. Because <laughs> like, I can go right now to GoDaddy, say MateusRadioStation.com, get that app and claim I get X many listeners and tell artists, man, I could make thousands off of this. Be like, yeah, man, you're gonna, I can give them reports every week. That's how I got got with, with a campaign. Wow. They were like, yo, you're getting, th- you know, hundreds of streams on this you radio like station. A, all like, that. A, like a WW. On digital radio stations, yeah. Right? So then um, I, I look deeper. There's a side story. And I'm looking at these digital radio stations. I'm going to their Facebook pages, Twitter accounts, and all that. I'm like, these motherfuckers, like, they don't have any real listeners. Like, who's listening to this? You, you're telling me I need to come to Charlotte 
and start doing other campaigns, spend more money with you because these digital radio stations are spinning our records 500 times a month and da 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 da. But like, we're not seeing no trickle down. Nobody's DMing my artists. Nobody's doing what because when you get real radio, you will get people DMing you. Your followers will go up. Shazams is the best way mm. to actually gauge whether or not the radio is doing something for you. Because what is Shazam again? It's a app. Apple owns Shazam, but it's like you know the, yeah, there was so a show play, with you uh, what's his name. You hear a song, you want to know where, what it is. Yeah, you just turn it on, it holds your phone up, and it'll recognize and it'll tell you what the artist is and how to stream it and all that. Um, so that's one great tool that a lot of youngins use to discover it, including myself. I'm not a youngin, but you discover <laughs> a lot of good music with it, right? I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Este episodio de Los Hip Hop Advocates es traído a ustedes por McDonald's. McDonald's es más que un lugar de comida sabrosa. Es un lugar donde la gente conecta. No necesitamos otra razón para reunirnos en McDonald's. Pero el crew sigue dándonos más. Si tengo que manejar una milla extra para llegar a McDonald's, lo hago. Es tu gente, tu comunidad y tu relación con el crew de McDonald's lo que hace que sea tu McDonald's. Cuando acabamos de grabar un episodio de los Hip Hop Advocates, siempre paramos en nuestro McDonald's local a donde nos sentimos como estamos en nuestra casa. Todos tenemos un McDonald's en nuestro barrio especial para nosotros. ¿Cuál es el tuyo? McDonald's, me encanta. So, but the radio, you're right, um, for a lot of genres, and every genre is different. I would agree for hip-hop, is like, don't chase the radio, let the radio come to you. Build enough buzz. But if you have the connections, like, for example, shout out to my man, Ron Mills, good boys with, you know, JC and all that. Serious. Yeah. yeah, and he's really supportive of Baby Boy Slime, and that's a blessing. You know, uh, one of the artists that I work with, talk about him in the beginning. Um, they were able to get his song in rotation on, you know what I'm saying, and, like, people loved it. So through connections, you could do it. You know what right. I'm saying? And that did help. That, that That's a... Uh, a portion of what we're doing, then we got ads running, all of that, and through all of that together, we can create more and more buzz. But that's the like, networking phase. Exactly, that, that happened <laughs> because of three. networks. There's other three ways pillars. through third parties. He's learning. He's learning. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, because a lot, and that's rare to to have that type of you know yeah. connection. So, um, the other ways of doing it, you know, and it's not payola. So there's like either third party companies or you know labels not paying radio stations, but Basically, you know, through the infrastructure of music industry, there's a lot of money in there and it's being passed around. So there's uh, advertising and marketing campaign relationships between these huge entities, whether it's the labels, radio stations, whatever. And they, you know, work all together. So that's one way label artists get into those record pools because already sort of pre-negotiated. You know what I'm saying? It's just like a label can get a really... Because the label is basically not guaranteeing but the the radio stations know the label's going to be putting millions of dollars behind certain artists the radio is going to benefit if they play that because a bunch of consumers will want to hear that artist because the label is putting the hell out of them 
So they will actually then listen to the radio station because they're playing them. And when the real people actually listen to the radio station, they're able to sell advertising campaigns to local businesses, right? So that's kind of, it's more complex than that, but that's kind of the time. That's how we got some whack whack songs on the radio, right? Because the label pushes it. If you got enough money, you could push it. You could get it on the radio. You could shove it down people's throats. Mm -hmm. But you know what I say behind that? Because a lot of people say that. Labels are not stupid. We may think it's whack. But there's millions of kids yeah. out there that may be 17, 16 that are just all over Soaking the Soaking it Eating up. it up. Yeah, man. So it depends Soaking on the, you know, what the demographic that's really listening to the to the station. But if we're talking about those type of campaigns, there's like, just to break it down, there's like Class C markets, Class B markets, Class A. Class C is like a college town, you know, like smaller cities just to test it out first. Class A would be like New York City, Atlanta, L.A., you know, these major towns. And depending on that through some of these third-party companies that deal with the radio stations. You can get stuff on the radio, and, like, there's no secret. Like, Coach K talks about it. My, my girl, Wendy Day, talks about it. Like, yeah, like, we're talking starting at, like, 30 to 50K for, like, the testing campaigns in Class B, C markets. If it does well, you better be, pre- you know, prepared to spend more money. But here's the thing. Ouch. That radio campaign, wow. that's done when it makes sense to really get the artist to the next level or where the artist already has a lot of fans. And they do it as a reminder to the consumers and listeners to say, hey, this artist is out there. He's got a new song. And guess what? A month later, he's going to be in your town filling up a venue of, you know, hopefully two to 5,000 on the show. So it's like a certain phase of marketing. As an independent artist, like, if you got the, the bag somehow and you want to do that, okay, cool. But if you, don't, if you can't do digital marketing and the physical and all these other things around that radio, it may not do a lot. It may, you know, but it's like playing the lottery. Like, we all know there's been songs like, what's that, um, Little Nas X. Little Nas X, you know, yeah. There's, but there was a method to that as well. He was, uh, like, a, I think an administrator of, like, a huge-ass Nicki Minaj Twitter account. Mm-hmm. So he had access to, like, 400,000, you know, followers. He was oh, really clever with TikTok. Yeah, Little, Little Nas, Nas X. Oh, you know, so, yeah, even though he didn't spend, like, real hard cash on, like, marketing campaigns and things like that, he had access to a network that had access to a bunch of consumers yeah. and he yeah, that's figured the door, it out, man. you know what I'm saying? So He found the right track and he was like, this is the one that's going to go. We're going to Or like push. country music, radio's still huge. Yeah. That's a different genre, different consumer, you know? So that's why yeah. I'm saying like, I understand the business is like, but you know, I know we're in the hip hop advocates over here. So for hip hop artists, um, don't, don't chase the radio. Build your brand, build that leverage and if you find an investor or that label that you create a partnership with, they'll put you in the radio if they want to maximize the earnings and the potential and your mm-hmm. brand and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? Or DJs. Make, don't let me forget. Shout out to my you know, heavy hitters, DJ Enough and all that. You can make relationships with them. We met and they support times. you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, they really love your sound. And like, if they also see that you got a team that's pushing, that they're doing the right things, they'll play the radio. They have the flexibility, especially big names, to... Throw a song or two in during the you know lunchtime mix hour, traffic whatever hour. I mean you know ninety five percent of the shit has got to come from the record pool, but big DJs they got the leverage to be able to play uh, wh- whatever they want. Yeah, I think DJs are the main. Uh, they're the biggest plus you can have to get your music out there. It's like somebody that's known and you know has that that audience. I think you know if they got the right record because I mean growing up, we've heard like a new track on the radio. And then, you know, me, I mean, I know me personally, I'll point it out. And I'll be like, yo, this is going to be a hit. And then two, three months later, it's the biggest shit in the world. Yep. But that's because that dude brought it to the audience. 
you know, reached a lot of people. But that's um something's going on with uh, Griselda. Conway called out Fun Flex. He's yeah. like, you oh, haven't been playing a lot of New York shit. You know, they you, Yeah, they put him on the spot. Right in the south. You know what I mean? And um that's causing that caused a little little static. A little friction, but you know, Fun Fun Flex came back and he started some shit, right? Yeah, he, well, he came back and then he started playing this shit to show him, like, all right, I'm going to do that. Now let's see what, what what's going to come of it now that I'm doing it, right? That's why he was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to play your shit now. And he even told Matt Hoffa jumped on it, too. And he was like, I, I challenge you. He started Now he's starting to challenge somebody every week. Yo, send me five uh, tracks. And out of the five, I'm going to pick one. I'm going to play it, and we're going to see if that shit's going to stick. Yeah, see so if that, that method uh, works. Santana, too. Yeah, he just did that with Joel's. But he's like, because that's a method that, you know, that you, you could say was being used back in the day, like in the 90s and, yeah. and early 2000s, is, you know, you just throw the track at the DJ. The DJ's going to play it, and if he sees a response from it where people are calling or, you know, they, they send, you know, emails and, and DMs about it, then they'll be like, all right, this shit really is going to catch a wave now, so he's going to keep playing it. That was the old way of doing it. And I love the fact that DJs are willing to do that because that's a that comes with that connection and between Matt Hoffa and Fun Flex, how many real listeners are their fans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, We're yeah. talking millions of people in the U.S. Yeah, nobody. Not even New York. I'm talking about the, the probably overseas. I mean, they're Matt Hoffa's his podcast has taken off. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like getting listeners overseas I've got, and all that. I've honestly Matt Hoffa has become my favorite over Jink Tramps. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't, even, yeah, right? I don't, even, I don't even watch Drink Tranks anymore. Yeah. Like, I, I've gotten so stuck on Matt Fopper. Well, why is that? Why don't you watch it anymore? Because, I, I mean, it's just the the guest. Like, he's having more guests that I'm more, like, you know, fans of now. As opposed to, like, Nori already is, like, he's already gone through, like, all the all the, all the the big guys that, I, that that we grew up listening to. Right. So now he's, like, now, look, he had Patti LaBelle. Like, not, you know, she's a fucking legend. But, you know, now, now it's, like, he's going to another level now, Nori is. As as opposed to Matt Hoffa, he's bringing in you know he had Nature the other day. Like oh, who, yeah, who, yeah. who? Oh shit! When you see Nature do an interview with anybody, yeah, like yeah, that's right. the type of shit that that Nori was doing in the beginning when Drink Champ started. Yeah, you know. But now he's already reached that level. It's gone. It's gone. Um, a real commercial. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that sometimes when you start out like you know on the underground level for the streets for the people. Actually, I think they got to change the rollout too. Yeah, like you know that that you know Matt Fava's doing it right. He's doing 10, 20 minute clips the same way Vlad TV does. Yeah. He does five minute clips, you know, drops, you know, and then when it's all after he's done with all the clips, then he dropped the whole shit. But that's sort of a marketing thing to get people to subscribe and yeah. and go into you know and pay for the Patreon stuff to yeah. be you know feed into that. Like you know that's, that that shit is. To me, that's genius, right? The digital there. marketing, that's baby. That's genius. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that, yo, when I be seeing these 10, 15 minute clips, I'm like, damn, I want to see more. Yeah. You got to wait. You scrolling down to see <laughs> Yeah, like, is there another one? Is there a new one? Is there a fresh one? Like a drug addict, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and it catches the algorithm because you pay more percentage of the videos watched when it's digestible at 10 to 15 minutes mm-hmm. as opposed to a three hour show, right? Yeah. And it goes on its own. That's how the algorithms can work to your advantage if the, yeah. the content is dope. But it's got to start with marketing. You know, like artists cannot like here's another um, uh, gem that you could go to. Uh, it's called Facebook library or Facebook ads library. You can Google it. And it's basically you can Google. I mean, you can uh, search on the Facebook ads platform, any brand. I do this all the time in my NDRs accelerator. Like you know, when we do live Q&A's our live like Zoom calls weekly, um, I'll be like, all right, who should we check out this week? Last week I went to I typed in Little Dirk. 
running ads on his merch. He was doing a show somewhere, running ads on that. I've, I've typed up like Rihanna, running ads on her makeup line or when music drops or, or, or music. You know what I'm saying? I, I've had uh, one of my videos like from two years ago, Drake, they had ads running. When he did the song with Little Dirk with the new Mercedes in the video, they were running ads. So, you know, and I've been behind, you know, the scenes of some of these big artists and seen how much money they drop. So fans think like, oh, well, they're already big names. And I'm not saying people ads. like Adele, like the mega, mega stars can maybe drop something and not require as much marketing in dollars per se, but they still got to make their circuit, go to all these shows and talk about it. And it obviously helps, but there's still a shit ton of marketing. Like some of the big tracks that end up on the billboards, they'll put $500,000 million behind it. And I'm not even saying this from my own experience. Like you could Google this shit when uh, Blurred Lines with, um, what's his name? T.I. Pharrell and uh, Robin Thicke Robin was on Thicke, it. Yeah. So they got sued by uh, Marvin Gaye's family that. or yeah. estate. His estate. So when the court happened, all that, a lot of that documents came out because it was public. And it showed that they spent like a good four to five million on marketing. Wow. They made like 12 to 16 on it, right? So that's triple your profit. But that's where I learned. Like, I don't even know. Like, when he did that show on MTV where uh, uh, Molly Cyrus was like twerking on him with the boat. Remember that? Robin Thicke yeah, was on that? Was, uh, MTV so, Awards. Yeah, some of those spots, not all, because MTV may want to ask a big artist to come because it draws an audience for MTV, you know, uh, music awards. But those performance spots are also up for sale, meaning the label bids on them. And apparently they spend like half a mil or 500,000 to make sure Robin Thicke appeared on one of those spots of the music MTV Awards, right? Or some type of a number like that. And when I was like, okay, that makes sense. Not all of them are bought by the labels because the label may want Beyonce there because she's a mega star. And if Beyonce was on MTV, you know what I'm saying, music awards, you know 10 million people just from the U.S. are going to watch it just because she's on it, you yeah, know, as yeah. an example. So it's a leverage game. It's like it w w works both games, but that's what I'm saying. Don't get it twisted because that song went so big because they also put a shit ton of marketing. And for bigger artists, there's different levels to this. So it doesn't mean they're running ads on the same, with the same method I would run ads for independent artists that nobody yeah. knows about to get them known. For Ayla's artists, it's slightly different. It's like a reminder campaign. It's like Coca-Cola and like Geico. We all know who they are, but they got to keep reminding us that they're here. Because I guarantee yeah, you this, if Coca-Cola stopped advertising, they're, I mean, they're a fucking mega giant. It would maybe take them three, four, five years to fizzle out. But I guarantee you they would fizzle out. Six years from now, we wouldn't be, oh, shit, yeah, remember Coca-Cola? Yeah. Because somebody else would take their spot. <laughs> yeah. Pepsi or fucking Minute Maid. I don't, the, the other brand that's in the soda business would take over the attention. Marketing, oh, marketing is mastering the human mind. Yeah, yeah, but fellas, um, going back to how, how we all met, we all met in uh, Baby Voice Line's performance mm -hmm. when he did that show in uh, Irving Plaza. <clears throat> Talking about shows, um, a few weeks ago we went to go see uh, our brother Arts. Yeah, man, Arts, yeah. SOBs, yeah, that shit yeah. was dope, man. We had him over here. Dope. It was a great, great show. He's all about NFTs, about yeah. the digi digital currency. Digital, keeping it digital. We had a good time over there, man. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely, uh, it was definitely, we had, we had a great time. You know, he put on an ill show. They had a little, you know, they yeah, spoke merch. about it. They had merch. Yeah, merch. Giving out, they were giving out shirts. I picked the wrong size. Yeah. 
Can't even wear the one I, I can't even wear the one I got. Large. I grabbed the XL, but that shit was mad tiny still. I should have oh, grabbed the double shit. XL. Yo, Fix yeah. grabbed the double XL. He said he was gonna do something with that later. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting freaky with that. Word up. I was, you know, dope shirts, you know, dope show, dope time, man. Yeah, yeah. He took us to like what the little VIP in the back. We had mm-hmm. some words. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's an iconic spot too, you know, SOBs. You know, a lot of people perform there and um yeah, it was definitely. We got some good footage there, man. What, yeah. What's up? Let's show the- Yo, check it out. Let's show it to the people, man. See see for yourselves from SOBs. Where we go, you go. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Advocate style. What up, what up, people? Yo, we over here at the legendary SOBs. SOBs. We're about to go watch Arts perform. We had him on the show. Fucking dope artist. He's an innovator with the NFTs. Fish, mm. take it away, bro. Yo, I mean, he's the one that explained everything for the hip hop community about NFTs. People asking us, yo, that that episode with Arts explaining NFTs. I ain't know nothing about NFTs, but he he showed the light, and that's the future, and that's what we're here for to see the future. We're about to perform. That's the NFT teacher right here. We here to learn, you heard? His arts, hip hop advocates, yo, SOBs. some of the companies like OK Bands and Najadal that sponsored the event as well as what I'm doing with my company Reject Dreams and the event series of NFT Hypebeats. We're going to talk some NFTs a bit. You know, we're going to showcase the collection, play the album. Uh, the album got some dope guest appearances. Can't wait. That's what know. we're here for. And that album. And then, you know, I'm showcasing the collection for the album. And then we're doing a concert. We're going to be performing a good half an hour set of some of my music from the project and some, you know, classic arts joints. You know, wow. When is that album dropping? Friday. Yes, this Friday you can go get that everywhere. You can get the NFTs too. Buy some art. You know, you can pay for reject. You know, yo, arts. Oh my God. Yo, Rock Before we stop, I got to say Arts, when you came on our show, um, you gave a big review about how your NFT, you were going to be the curator for like the largest NFTs. You, you I think I sold in the blue chip auction house. That's what it was. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. That was, that was it. Crazy. Like, right. We weren't even going to come and drop that bomb. 
sometimes in life, like, you know, I'm not one of those people that are saved the goods for certain crowds. I live vicariously with my journey. So if it feels in the moment, I go for it, you know what I'm saying? And in that moment, I wanted to celebrate. The minute I walked in, y'all got to show me hospitality. You know, have bottles ready. The cork popped without even me ready to pop. Yeah, the boom was out. The boom was out. Yeah, and, and that's just people being on the stage. You bringing some heat, baby. Yeah. Like, uh, yo, but honestly, yo, arts, you bringing the energy to the forefront of this hip hop shit. Yeah. Nobody's doing it like, and I said, yo, we said that in the show. Nobody doing it like arts doing it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. And it's, it's, it's because before even NFT, right, like, I believe in art. You know what I'm saying? Like I said earlier, like, hip-hop, art, expression. You know, so no matter what form that, some art could be called ABC. And you'll get some art, rap, visual art shit as the ABC. You know what I'm saying? has one, two, three, baby. You know Yo. We live here at SOB, legendary. We only doing legendary shit. Only with legends. It's your favorite reject during my arts. I'm here with hip hop advocates. The one and only reject. Yeah. I said it's reject dreams in the building. Can I hear it, son? Alright, we're gonna get straight to it. Let's get it. I want everybody to get close together. Don't stand on the bar. That's too cool shit. Come out the section. Vibe with me. That BTS from Arts yep. to SOBs, man. Yo, dope night. She you know what I'm saying? We got twisted. That night. He killed it too. He did his thing. He did his yeah, thing. Man. Introducing the whole, like you said, NFTs, digital marketing. Yo, oh, and, and I feel mad. Yo, it's just mad stupid right now. Cause it hit me. Yo, shout out. We shouted out off the mental. But I remember when they were promoting Agua, the video, he was like, yo. He actually showed me. He was like, "Yo, he put me on to you." He's like, "Yo, we've been looking for somebody to market and di and do the digital marketing and and you know the promotions." And I met this dude Matei, and he, yo, so crazy that I'm just thinking about it now. Was that back then? Yeah, that was two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I was. You know what I'm saying? We were in the crib, and he's like, "Yo, check out the video, bro." I'm watching. He's like, "Yo, check out this dude. We doing marketing." And he was he was letting me know everything behind the scene. I'm like, "Yo, this is crazy." At the time, like, yo, that's nuts, you know what I'm saying? But all the effort and work you had to put in just for that one video, it was like, yeah. yo. We're pushing that song. That's a great song, too. It I is. Yeah, no, that track is a hit. Like, that's he didn't perform that at the Irving Plaza. I'm like, you didn't perform your biggest song? But, you know, I know, you know artists sometimes are like, oh, that's two years old. I'm like, so what? It's millions new, of people still haven't yeah, heard it. Yeah, it's new to, it's new to everybody else. Millions of people have heard it, but a lot still haven't, you know? Yeah, that is a fire song. You know what else is fire? Above the Rim, too. That one, I like yeah. that one, too. Official. Yo, so we were talking about um, off the camera, and I know that you got, you got like, a, a, a juicy announcement that you <laughs> wanted to say. You got some really good news. 
And um, you're here now, man. All right. You let the people know. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, it's, it's a... Yeah. Uh-huh. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Uh. Hip-hop advocates. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Hip-hop advocates. Yeah, yeah. Still got the hunger like I'm living in the third world Say your last words as I'm lifting up the burner The lyrics that I serve something different what they prefer Hard heads never learn they still leading Gerber Yo Take the money off the safe, slow, dump the guns, burn the whip and chill while we lay low. I'm lifting up the mic, giving motherfuckers halos. I'm putting down the work, watch that burn like fuego. They say numbers don't lie, but I bet to differ. And if your chick's looking fly, then I'm getting with a game is sharper than head with scissors, hands, fingertips. I'm going for the win, final shot, nigga, this is it. Cause others popping and they asking how you do that. Niggas on the block, stay feeling for that boom bap. And all you other MCs, get a new plan. Cause when my team let off, you better move back Move back, motherfucker <laughs> The advocates, motherfucker It's ring around the Rosie, the advocate's my Cody, whipping track like it's Toby. Fat is a rap like your boy eating roti. Listen closely, nothing here is close to baloney. I poke me, then I slowly show you the whole beast. Eat them seeds, take white, scramble, toast them like Hobie. Got that winner mentality, rest in peace, Kobe. Kicking sons out my house, you rappers, Jody. Gotta update award shows, new categories. All this dick minus so much, they need a trophy. Say what I please, I got more filters than Chloe. Full of OZ, because and Dre, then I OD Won't stop till I'm looking down from the nose Please, pound for pound, one of the best Sugar Shea Mosley, cold mother Nothing about her, Miss Cozy Break fools like high school spoons, hope we get nosy Yeah uh, uh, What y'all been missing? Uh, hip-hop advocates Yo, ring around the rosy, pockets full of dosy. I'ma grind it out till you really get to know me. It only took one time to show me the ghosty. What I'm looking for, watching funny niggas closely. I stand firm, waiting for the approach. Gotta flow like water, that'll sink down your boat. You already know, y'all better stand clear. The advocate's been on it for the last 15 years. We've been here, we ain't stopping. Got you watching and bopping, cause we stay dropping lyrical content. It's popping, we ain't need that option. You need to keep this success, I'm the fucking locksmith. High shit, it's constant. I'ma empty the tank, filling up the bank with francs. Giving thanks to those who get real love. It's your nigga it rough, who get me some ice cream man with no ice cream truck. Fuck is up. I say we're here to get it. Call the medic. Uh, I'm here to rep it. Hip hop advocates, baby. Uh, bring it around.